5: everyone, welcome to 100 Words or Less, the podcast. Hopefully this week is going well for you. I am excited to be here. I am Ray Harkins. I'm your host. We get to talk to people in independent music. And this month is a special month because we are focusing on the beautiful state of North Carolina. So North Carolina is, you know, obviously a very, very vibrant music state and has produced a lot of incredible stuff. And I had a few interviews in the can with people who, uh, you know, came from that scene. And then I was like, you know what? Why don't we just like wrap up this whole month and do a whole month on North Carolina, which is exactly what we're doing. So the first guest is Tommy Rogers, the vocalist from Between the Buried and and also does his solo stuff. Um, Tommy appeared on the show forever ago. Like this was maybe, I don't know, six years or so ago. And uh, still to date is one of the most popular episodes I've ever done. And uh, Tommy and I, we were just talking and I was like, Hey, we should, we should probably do another podcast. Cause it's been quite some time for you. And he's like, yeah, you know what? That would be uh, that'd be fun. So we did it. We talked about, uh, you know, kind of the band's place right now. And, you know, they've been a working class band for quite some time. And, um, yeah, it's just interesting hearing people's perspectives that are living through it and are currently kind of like, well, you know, me, I don't like, the band is still doing well, but like, you know, at the same time, I'm like, I don't, I don't know, like I can't be doing this forever. So I don't know. It was a really, really insightful chat and Tommy was great sharing some fun stories. So more on him in a moment. Uh, I hope you are doing well. I am doing, um, you know, just okay. I'm not going to lie. I uh, actually just recently started visiting a therapist, which I am incredibly excited about. Because, um, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just feeling very discontent in a lot of different things in my life. And uh, being able to speak to a person to have him or her, her in my case, be able to kind of walk me through these things and untangle some of the webs in my mind to be able to, I don't know, just you know, get some, some peace, get some calm. Uh, it's been very, very insightful so far. It's only been one week. Um, so I'm very excited to be working with her in regards to that. And, um, yeah, for all of you who've reached out to me or encouraged me on social media, I really appreciate that. It's going to be a interesting couple of weeks for me because I, I definitely see some, uh, some changes happening for me. So, um, yeah, if you feel compelled, email me 100 words, podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to, uh, you know, hear either words of encouragement or words of wisdom and insight from you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm an open book. My heart is very open from that perspective. So that is that, um, yeah, let's just dive into the chat with Tommy. It was a great one. Like I said, we covered a lot of bases, covered his headspace, covered a lot of different stuff. So it was, it's, it's not more of the kind of, you know, get to know you conversation. This is definitely like getting, you know, really inside this person's head. So that is what we got. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you, of course, after the episode is over, letting you know about what is upcoming next week. Okay? Now, here's our discussion with Tommy. It's like you were saying before we were recording. It's been since 2012. Yep. Was the last time that we podcasted.
6: And it seemed like it was a year ago.
5: Right. It was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And because we (laughs) exist in each other's lives digitally, it was like, oh, yeah, like we know what's happening. And then, yeah, upon further reflection, it was just like, oh, yeah, like clearly a lot of things have changed. Like I think at that time, you were impending
6: for a child. I think he either was just, he was very new. Right. He he was very new on the planet. Right. Yeah.
5: Yeah. You were still, yeah. You were becoming (laughs) calibrated.
6: Yeah. I was still trying to figure it out. And now, I got it all figured out. Right, it's <laughs> so easy.
5: <laughs> yeah, just yeah, being being a father it's just like cruise control. Yeah, you just you don't really have to do anything anymore. Yeah, at all. Yeah. But the <clears throat> Yeah, I think it was yeah, so I think it was like you, obviously less than a year cuz how old your son now? He's 7. He's 7. Yeah, mine's yeah. 8.
6: So I knew that that it was around that
3: yeah. juncture. So yeah.
6: the How weird is it? It's uh well, when you sit down and think about it, it's very weird. <laughs> right. um, on the You know, when you're not thinking about it, it's very normal and amazing in every way and all that. But yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Seven years have gone by. It's crazy. Starting second grade Monday. You know, like (laughs) what? Yeah. (laughs) Three three weeks ago, I was hollering a microphone, right? And you know, I don't know. It's all weird, man.
5: And there's nothing that is more um, uh, time marking than a child. Yeah. Like you, you know, because we still probably feel like we're 15 years old.
6: Well, yeah. Any anybody that's in you know, profession or you hang around people that kind of stay in a similar, you know, path, I guess you would say. Yeah. You, you feel like I, I, I still play shows all the time. Like yeah. I did that when I was 18. I'm 38. Yeah. I still feel like I'm 18, except I have a lot more responsibility and stress. You know, it's, yep. It's weird how that is.
5: Yeah. But then, like, you are obviously able to mark off your, like, I am indeed getting older, not only obviously from, like, yeah.
6: you know, you got gray hair
5: or whatever, yeah. but like the yeah, idea of that, Oh this 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 is a thing that was nothing and then now is yeah starting second. It's right.
6: it's the the child that makes time fly by which is such a cliche but it's so true. Yeah. And the band thing now even you know now compared to 10 years ago we didn't plan like we're already talking like mid 2020 right now. Right. You know so it's like Yeah you're like we're planning Eight, nine months ahead. Yeah. So in my mind, it's not even this year. And then when that comes, it's just going to. Right. You're talking
5: just, about 2021. Yeah, exactly.
6: Right. <laughs> so because that's the way this business operates, it, it, time really flies. Right. And then when you, this is actually going to
5: dovetails perfectly into the question where it's like, you know, you observing you guys how i've obviously known you to be and have known you intimately since the you know earliest days of the band and then yeah. obviously watching as you've progressed like you know clearly you're a career band like you ha- you guys have flipped that proverbial switch to where it's like okay everybody is making a living off this thing and yeah. you are you know you're a part of the music industry as it were is it like a joy <laughs> Joy, absolute <laughs> joy. So, like, when when it was kind of like becoming parent, because I mean, even when we talked in 2012, like you know, you guys were leading up to that, yeah. and like you guys were achieving that to yeah. a certain extent. But like now, it's obviously you know seven years later and even mm. more in depth. As it started to kind of shift over to that, what were you were you feeling like? Nervous, anxious, excited that the fact that this dumb metal band from North Carolina yeah, like I mean
6: know, I know I'm sure it's a mixture of it all, but all of it, yeah. I mean it's something we've been so gradual. You know, nothing for us has been overnight. And right. it's been such a slow hill, but at least it's still a hill. Right. I <laughs> think it's still a hill. Sure. We might be going down every once in a while, but that's just part of it. But I don't know. The second you know, it, it's all you have to get money, and all you have to, you know, when you have a family, all you have to support your family. It does bring on a tremendous amount of stress, and right. and you have to walk that fine line of making good decisions to keep your life going well, and making good creative decisions. So you have to f- somehow balance that and not have either affect each other. And I think that's the toughest part because. You know, naturally you're like, okay, I need money, I got to do this, I got to do this, but it's like, if I rush this, it's going to sound like crap, and that's what's going to be stuck in people's ears the rest of our existence, you know, so you have to kind of bring yourself down here and there and and try to figure it out. It's just like being a parent, you know, you can read books and you can hear what people tell you, but just doing it and doing it, you kind of figure out what works for you, and Mm -hmm. that's how it's been with the band. Yeah. Yeah. it's still very stressful. You know, we we're, we're definitely not in a position where it's like we uh oh, just take off 2 3 years. We're good, man. You know, like Totally. We can't do that. You're a it's working like, band. Yeah, we're a working band and we're you know, you you hate hate to get stuck in like you know, a groundhog day thing where you put out a record, you do these toys you do this and then you start over put out a record, which we do kind of get in that Mm-hmm. That Eight, cycle, eighteen to twenty-four month cycle, yeah, which everybody does, but it's like, so you got to find a way to keep things fresh, you know, individually as a band, as a business, and uh, somehow make it all work financially yeah. and artistically. So I mean, there's a lot to it. Yeah. So you could say there's some of those feelings there of stress and
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because I think I mean your your thoughts are. Uh, you know, spot on from that perspective because I see it. You, you see how bands are able to, you know, not only age gracefully and then yeah. obviously be able to still pursue their artistic vision. And mm-hmm. you guys, you know, have clearly, in my mind, you've been able to do that because you have ellipsed, you know, any early trappings of obviously what the, you know, hardcore scene can place upon people where yeah. it's just like, oh yeah, here's your ceiling. Like yeah. uh, you guys will obviously creatively be able to push past that, way past that, to where it's just like, oh yeah, now you're just like, you know, kind of a progressive rock
6: band. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> and that that obviously frees you up to, you know, be more expressive in yourself. But like you said, you always have to measure that with the fact that these are pursuits that you are doing that ultimately are going to create revenue, not only for yourself, but obviously so many other people that, de- quote unquote, depend on yeah. the, between the buried and the meat Yeah.
6: Oh, definitely. And you have five different lives that are very different from one another. And I mean, luckily, you know, I think we've lasted as long as we have and are still going strong is because, you know, we get along. Yeah. And I think as
5: you actually like each other. Right? Yeah. We actually
6: like each other. <laughs> it's crazy. And yeah. we can, um, you know, we understand that we all have kind of different opinions about decisions depending on our own circumstances and i think just being open to that it's just it makes things a healthy environment you know yeah for sure we're we're lucky with that for sure and all right.
5: so the it's also interesting to me too like you know the fact that we you guys have obviously captured more than just you know a hardcore kid audience mm-hmm. Is the fact that, uh, I mean, I have firsthand experience of this, like working at Century Media for as long as I did, where it's just like metal fans are dedicated. Yeah. Like once they find a band, they're like, you're my band. Yeah. And they'll follow you for many, many years. Um, When you guys kind of started to notice that that, I guess, scene embraced you guys so wholly, like did you, and, and frankly, now it seems like that is the majority of your audience, would you say? Or is it.
6: Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 tough to gauge that sort of thing. Sure. Um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of we definitely have diehard fans, and yeah. we're, we're lucky to be. You know, we can do. You know, any little thing, and, and they, they just want it, and uh, you know, we we try to set up our tours in a way that gets people excited, in hopes of those people telling their friends and and converting their friends to be like them, and just be. Totally obsessed with us. Right, that's, right. You know, that's what's worked with us. We're, we're very lucky in regards to that. And um, it's probably since Colors, I guess, or right after that. Yeah. Because I feel like the early BT Band fan, most of those people kind of left. Um, I don't know if it was because we kind of changed dras- pretty drastically um, or not, but I feel like we're slowly starting to get some of those people back. And, you know, I don't know. It's it's really, like I said, it's really hard to tell. Right. You know, with, with so much on the internet and so, you know, from your shows, um, all you can really... You you either know people, if they're out there or not, at the shows or they're buying your albums and merch and all that. Right. So, yeah.
5: Yeah, it is... Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I think that's what is able to make certain bands, obviously, sort of career bands, when you yeah. do kind of jump over, obviously, to a scene that has you know longer memories but then you also just get people who are just music fans who are yeah. like you know they don't come from the weird subcultures that we do but they like the music and yeah. then they just start to attach themselves
6: Well that's what was cool like we did a tour I mean it was probably 12 years now at least with Dream Theater um and Opeth it's called Progressive Nation and at that time I mean Opeth has aggressive vocals but they they didn't have the the bizarre intensity we had you know and and every night it was kind of like walking on eggshells on stage. As far as the crowd, you know, they were just mainly at me just staring at me like, what, what the hell are you doing? Um, right. But it was, that was kind of the beginning of those worlds kind of colliding, like the true quote unquote prog bands. And then these bands like us that are from the hardcore scene, We, you know, we love death metal. We love all these, you know, we're combining everything and making this kind of conglomerate of interesting music to us. Mm-hmm. And, and like from there, like over the years, we noticed so many of those people that were like, you know, we, we, we started to get into, but we couldn't get into the vocals, but now we like love it. And you guys have introduced me to these bands and, and now that the instrumental thing is getting real big, like that's kind of came from all those worlds. And, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to see, like we've been in it long enough to see evolution um, mm-hmm. in a way. And we're kind of seeing different parts of our DNA or where we came from kind of branching off and creating whole new kind of subgenres and it's cool to be a part of that um, and cool to kind of watch that stuff happen and 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 hopefully we we feel that we can still be a part of all those different worlds and and somehow make sense which is you know we're lucky right for that
5: and it's also it's also interesting too because you guys have never been a, a band full of egos yeah. like you are the most, you know, self-deprecating. Like you, you know, you don't like you don't think your stuff is cool. Like you like you are proud of the stuff you put yeah, out, but you are like, yeah, but it's you're, not cool, like, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the, I think because of that too. That obviously makes you less precious in regards to the fact that you can, you know. You can grow older, but then you could be like, "Oh yeah, we'll play with these like early twenty-year-old kids that are like you know clearly influenced by us, but have taken it off into a whole different direction." Where it's just like, I mean, obviously the tour you're doing with Chon. you know, it's like that sort of stuff is really. um, Sometimes it takes bands a long time to get in that headspace, and sometimes like it's too late where they're like, "Oh, we got to play with the kids now to get in front of the kids," but like you guys have, have never,
6: we've never been weird about like. Uh, you, uh, you know, a few years ago, there were certain bands that you know they wouldn't play with bands that weren't "quote unquote" cool, and I saw it kind of hurt their careers. Or, or bands that that people wouldn't play with bands they don't personally like a lot. Yeah, like yeah. you have to get past that, you right? Know? We're Your not own playing. personal taste. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not playing. Like, no offense, we're not playing with my favorite bands on the planet. You know, and but it's fine. Like, you gotta. And if a band is younger than you and playing after you, who cares? Right. Like, like these <laughs> yeah. li- these little things don't matter. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're in a spot now. Me personally, I'm like constantly trying to find new music that works with us. Not not only, not even just in our genre, I, because I'm kind of I feel like there's five bands right now, like. That we can tour with. Sure. And I think a lot of bands kind of fall into that. You're like, you <laughs> yeah. know, every tour, you're like, okay, we can tour with this band or that yeah. band. I mean, even your fan I mean, I'm sure our fans have noticed we tour with a lot of the same bands. And, and oh, like, you
5: guys playing more shows with the contortionists cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, our exactly.
6: Friends. Exactly. And <laughs> totally. you know, no offense to anyone. I mean, I no. love those guys, but we've toured with them a lot. And there's yeah. a lot of bands we've toured with a lot. And it's like we're trying to find fresh blood. We're trying to find you know, even, there's there's so much good music, even in hardcore, even in, mm-hmm. like, the weird industrial stuff that's coming out now, which is super close to my heart, because I sure. love that stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like, can we kind of get in that world? Will, will, yeah. will we, we be accepted at all or not? <clears throat> but those are the things I kind of want to, like, pursue a little more in the future and kind of see if, you know, because that's how we have always operated. We've always kind of, like, not been super comfortable, and... Not saying that we are getting comfortable, but I feel like we're kind of going down the same path over and over. And I want to sure. find some new new ways to, you know, find new bands and p- play with different kinds of bands.
5: Well, it's also, like, I didn't, I didn't even think about it in those terms, but, like, it would be, it wouldn't make sense to a lot of people, but, like, it would make sense to people who have obviously paid attention to your evolution, yeah. where it's just like, you know, say in... Twenty twenty, you guys played. You know this is hardcore, whatever. Like it, like (laughs) that. I know, but like that—that's a stretch. But it's like you know know you. But you could you could ostensibly be like, oh yeah, like we'll obviously pull out Earth Crisis cover. Like yeah, we are clearly still part of this because that's who we are and who we always will be. Um, but yeah, but it it's like it it does you you especially like you're talking about where it's like you when you get comfortable with the kind of like you know section that you're in and you pull yeah. from the same sort of things then it does yeah then you just get to be like oh yeah like i feel like we're repeating ourselves not artistically but just kind of the yeah. business opportunities we pursue
6: yeah and you know and when i sit back which which it's rare it's normally before tours or stuff and sit back and kind of analyze the songs we're playing and stuff yeah, like we still don't like even in our little corner we don't sound like the bands in our corner it's and true I, and yeah. i'm like we we can reach out there's so much stuff maybe we did in the past right I mean, it might not be the best idea but i'm at the i mean i feel like we've always just kind of tried new things and you know you want to continue, I continue that want to continue doing that yeah,
5: yeah. that actually that the, and this is something i'm sure you noticed as well where it's like <clears> the um you know i'll tell you a story of uh let's see so uh, that band covet yep So I went to go see them, they played at the observatory just right down the street, Uh, and in the big room was uh, Quicksand and Glassjaw. Mm -hmm. And so I went to see, I I mean, Quicksand and Glassjaw, like huge bands for me, but I was like, I've seen both of them. Like I have not seen Covet and they were playing with that band like uh, Vasu Veda or whatever. They're from that's New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Incredible band. But I, I had never heard of them up until that night. It was one of those like 15 year old kid moments yeah. where I was like, oh, this, what, where's this band from? Like I, I had
6: a moment, like a similar moment. Keep going, but that's, I'll, I'll explain mine in a minute.
5: Please. But so anyways, the, the interesting part was that, I mean, it was in the constellation room so the small room. hmm show was completely sold out, you know, like kids out the door. And then the quicksand glass show, like, you know, there was like not very many people there. Yeah. Um, and I know that that tour did not perform well really? overall. Really? Yeah. From what I understand. Um,
6: and See, so, isn't that weird? That's so weird. Well, but that, and that's that
5: honestly, so but that's what made me feel, it made me feel weird in a lot of different respects. One, like, I mean, I was like by far the oldest person in the room there mm-hmm. at that show, but at the same time I was like, man, it, it feels cool to be able to witness this youthful, yeah. very energetic, very intricate music. Like, it, you know, cause the, the, the idea is that when you're younger, you don't listen to complicated music yeah. or whatever, but it's like looking at this where it's just like, dude, these are all instrumental bands like, and just, yeah. just killing it. And so, and then it was like, Oh, there's a bunch of dusty old guys in the, you know, the, the bigger room or yeah. whatever that, and that, of course, I'm just m- making fun of that idea. But I'm sure it's really interesting for you to kind of witness that. Like, I mean, people have always obviously been impressed with your band's technicality. Um, but then the fact that, like, you know, as you get older, you obviously have to, like, quote unquote, top yourself in many different respects. And so yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of different thoughts in there. But, anyways, tell me about your. there's a lot. But tell me about your. You can respond to that, but tell me about your, like, aha moment.
6: Um, it was that band Horror. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I saw Dead Cross because I'm a huge Mike Patton fan. And my wife and I went, and you know, I was, you know, the typical, I'm just ready for Dead Cross. I, I didn't yeah. care. And I was like, what is this horror band, whatever. Yeah. And they blew my mind, like absolutely blew my mind. Sure. T- t- so much that I was like, during their set, I was overanalyzing everything I do, everything I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what is this band? I'm <laughs> like, I need to, ch- like, it's so raw. It's so much energy. It's so, it like grabbed the... Yeah, the young sixteen year old in me, like how I used to feel when I went to, you know, VOD shows back in the day. You know, it was like God, and still like I I haven't seen them live since. They're great on record, but live I was just like
2: Perfect home, sweet home.
6: It was in. A, it was a room. It was in the. It was in Santa Ana Constellation room oh, or sure. the, the bigger room. whatever. The Bigger room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And sold out crowd. Nobody knew who they were, and they just tore the house down. That's amazing. You know, and I was just like, right. And from a performer, like I've played many shows in a sold out room that's not a crowd at all, and I did not tear the house down. <laughs> you know, it was <laughs> yeah, it, it was the most awkward thing ever, and. And to see them just overcome that and just be like, fuck this. Right. This is what we are about. Yeah. You have to reckon with this. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's crazy music. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. They put the crowd in uncomfortable situations and it was just, That's it was so awesome. Cool.
5: Oh boy. I'm excited to tell you about bridge nine records, which of course, if you are involved in independent music, you know, what's up with bridge nine, one of the best hardcore labels around and they have some amazing pre-orders currently. First of all, Agnostic Front, New York City Hardcore Legends. I had Roger Murray on the show, I don't know, maybe about a year and a half, two years ago. They have a new record coming out, but Bridge9 has a limited edition 7-inch, listened or limited to 2,000 pieces. They have an exclusive B-side called You're Gonna Pay. Let's listen to a little bit of that right now, and I will, of course, you know, tell you a little bit more. Dude, how good is that? Right? Well, you can pre-order that seven inch right now. It's limited to only 2000 copies. So you should probably hop on it. And they also have the Godfathers of hardcore, which if you have not seen that film, please hop on it. It is spectacular. Uh, I think they had it on uh, Showtime for a little bit, and I watched it there. I was just, it was so, so good. And they have a pre-order for that Blu-ray disc, plus a limited edition gatefold 7-inch from Agnostic Front. And they also have limited edition T-shirts. Such cool stuff. So you need to go to bridge9.com, and you'll be able to find all those pre-orders there. It's a great label, continually putting out amazing music over the years. And uh, yeah, I just love Bridge9, so I couldn't be more excited to tell you about them. So bridge9.com. Find all the pre-orders. Agnostic Front going on now. Now, here's the rest of the show. I'm sure you've noticed where it's just like it is interesting to see these younger people that are playing really challenging music. And then the kids that are coming out are like, I mean, they're very young.
6: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I guess the, the weirdest thing about getting older is you think that everyone is like you. So sure. you feel like the the you know they're like there's no more bands that are young anymore that you know yeah. and I feel like a lot of bands kind of get trapped into that um and just like we were saying earlier they play with the you know bands that are in their little corner but yeah I mean I think just trying to keep your ear to the ground and and still being interested in what's coming out every mm-hmm. week and all the all the bands that are people are caring about is I think very essential and important for what we do. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys, even guys in, our, in between the married and me that don't really listen to music in, that much. And and it just blows my mind. Cause I'm still constantly <laughs> like, last something. night, you know, yeah. Thursday at midnight and like, what's out, you know, let's see like, what, <laughs> totally. we, what is going on. Um, and it's cool. Like our um, guy doing merch for us now, he's 24 and he's like, Way in 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 that world, like you're just in touch with everything, and it's it's really fun to sit down with him and kind of just
5: nerd out about music. Yeah,
6: nerd out about music, and and it's unbelievable how much he he knows. Mm-hmm. Not being I, that may, that may sound weird, but he 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 knows stuff that I wouldn't think a twenty four year old w- would listen to or know about. Stuff from my childhood, and and just the fact that people still care about you know. Paul my first band prayer for cleansing and you know right, and, yeah. and all these little all these bands that you know we grew up on that were very small like very small and, and to hear that there's like a a lot of that stuff's coming back in a big way or you know certain other kinds of musical trends are coming back and it's just kind of cool to to not be oblivious to that I guess that's what I'm trying to say is mm-hmm. you know still care about what new music's coming out. Sure, especially if that's what you do for a living.
5: Well, especially too, because the idea is that, I mean, of course, younger bands are always going to be like you know in awe of older bands. Like, and when I say older bands, it's not like it's like you know you can be literally like three years older than them, and that's like an older band, you know. But they the the communication that they can have with a band that is older than them, like you're intimidated, Mm -hmm. you know. But like, it's a different story if you. Tommy Rogers from Between the Barry and Me, you know, quote unquote reached down to a younger person and was like, Hey, I like your band. Like, they'd be like, Home, Home. Yeah. Like, that's meaningful to them in the same way that, you know, when that stuff happened to you when you were 17, 18 years old, you were just like, you're like, oh, dude, there's no way I can talk to anybody in VOD or whatever. Yeah, but like yeah, having them be yeah. like, oh, hey, Tommy, I like your, you know, your metalcore band. And you'd be like, what? Yeah, like, I know. It's- so it's like having that, being able to do that and like, you know, offer bands tours and stuff like that and being dialed in, like that's, you know, that's really not only meaningful from like keeping, you know, scenes active or whatever, but it's also meaningful because, you know, they, the people are intimidated.
6: Kids are like, I I can't reach up to this band. But I think it goes both ways. I think there's an intimidation from on my side as well. uh Like even, I'm not even talking about how many people you draw or like what what your your status is as far as the business side of it. To me, it's like, okay, there's this band in this like particular genre that I think is really cool, but it's like a cool genre, quote unquote. You know, and Uh, and it's like, I'm not part of that. Like I'm, I'm totally intimidated to reach out to them because I'm this uncool old guy. Right. You know, that's what's in my head. I mean, that's probably not accurate at all. No. But I think it works both ways. Like, they're like, oh, this guy's super established. You know, there's no way they would take a band out like us where I'm like, oh, my Yo, God, these, like guys band, are so, yeah. these guys are so hungry. Like, what they're doing is fucking mind-blowing to me. Like yeah. I, Like, I'm... I'm intimidated by their, you know, workflow or, or the way they're presenting their band. Or, right. You know, there's certain things that that impress me that that make me feel that way, and and I think no one would ever know that or, or think that that that's the case at all. But I think anybody that's really in touch with or anybody that really just loves music in general and is constantly trying to find that is, I think that happens more than you would think.
5: No, I, I'd for say. Sure. That is a very valid point because there are, especially too, when it's like you don't, and I think some of that comes from the insecurity of of you know like what the word poser doesn't
6: mean anything anymore, but like that's you, that's a, that's the perfect word, right? Yeah, like and cause you like don't. No one uses that, but that's yeah, like my insecure yeah. <laughs> self is like they're gonna think I'm this poser, right?
5: Yeah, like yeah, totally, yeah. Where it's like Tommy Rogers likes yeah. Vane, reaches out to Vane, is like you know what you get, what yeah. you guys are doing is really cool. They're like. Whatever whatever, dude. Yeah. Like you know, but it's like the I just use that as a random example, but it's just like that's this those the sort of ideas where it's just like, Oh yeah, like I just really like your band and like sometimes yeah. there is that feeling of like, Yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm just like this this guy airdropping on their band and yeah. <laughs>
6: like I mean we, horror is a perfect example. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. you know, I you know, if I met one of those dudes, I'd be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd right. be like, yeah, dude, I, I saw you. You're really good. Yeah, yeah, you're really good. You guys are cool. <sighs> no, yeah, I, I play music too. I've yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, played a band for like you know like fifteen <laughs> plus years. Yeah, yeah, it's fine.
5: But yeah, it's like it's true. You, it, most people, cause don't.
6: that nervous fan never leaves. It like never leaves. Like I, yeah, I've I've met people in the past and had that happen. Right? Uh, you're like, should, yeah, yeah, you're just tripping over your words, right? Yeah, <laughs> I play music. Yeah, it's cool. No big Ever. deal. Because yeah. um, how, how do you say to someone that, how do you say I'm legit without sounding like A, a, a fucking asshole, total or douche. B, just right. like, what are you talking about? There's right. no way to be like, so yeah, I, I do the same thing as you, and I've been doing it for a really long time, and right. like, I'm not just like some dude wanting to hear my bam, I actually right. do this for a living, and like... Like, how do you do that? You can't do that. You're like,
5: you're preloading the conversation. You're spending like a five minute preamble. This person's just looking at you being like, okay, like what your point is. You're like, well, I'm just saying this because like, I feel like you would judge me differently. It's,
6: I like that the fan never leaves. Okay. I'm going to put myself on blast. So my wife and I, she's since become friends with, with him and some people, but we met Mike Patton. Right. Sure, And I hit what I did. One of those moments. I think I said she. If she hears this, she's going to laugh at me. But she still makes fun of me. I I don't even know why this came up. I told him that I I'm friends with Ben and Greg from Dillinger. It's great. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like it's my calling card. Yeah. Like we I know people. Friends? Yeah. We have but it but it came out totally like in my head. I was like, yeah, we have all these things in common. There's lots of people that I'm good friends with that you're good friends with. Right. We, I've worked together. My, my credentials. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, but. We were in a situation where it was like a five second chat, right. so you can't do that. You can't do that. No. So I instantly it like happened, and I was totally just weird lurker guy, and yeah. you know he was, I was awkward. Obviously, I, I mean I've been in those situations a million times, and <laughs> and I still am like why the fuck did, did I do that? do that? Yeah, like yeah. who gives a shit if I know some people? You know? No. But but in my mind I was like, oh he'll he won't think I'm. A fanboy, totally. But I am a fanboy. You are, right? yeah. <laughs> but you are, yeah. You were trying to. You're, you're.
5: I think ultimately, those sort of conversations are you just attempting to make a real connection. Yeah, that's ultimately what it is. But you don't
6: have the time to. So there's no, no point even trying, right? Because <laughs> you can't make a quick. No. It's yeah. not like somebody's going to meet you know, uh, you know, an actor that they really like, you know, at, at a coffee shop, and in that 10-second – yeah, they're they're not going to be friends,
5: right? Like, can I have your number? I'll text yeah, you. Yeah, no, maybe we'll
6: happen. hang out next week. Yeah, yeah that's nope, not how. It
5: works. No, sweet miss. Just take take that two minute interaction. So I
6: learned something from that. That's true. Um, hopefully, he'll never hear this or know that that happened.
5: Yeah, it's fine. Well, I'm but, sure he, I'm sure he's encountered that. A million times yeah. over in the same oh, way that yeah. you've encountered exactly. it a thousand times. And
6: I learned a lot from that moment. And, um,
5: <laughs> I, I appreciate you being honest and vulnerable because oh, I think that's yeah. that's yeah. that it just shows that no matter what, like we're all this yeah. weird fanboy. That's very no true. matter what,
6: that's a, very true.
5: <laughs> the uh, this will make you laugh because our last podcast is still one of my most popular podcasts of all time, really. And I, I, I mean, it hit an interesting time yeah. where I mean, podcasting was was you know becoming a little more well known or whatever. But I think the the feedback that I got from people, and frankly, still randomly get from people on our particular episode, was just like you know because obviously you were sharing about your life and then you were I sharing. I don't a, really remember, but I, 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 I mean, yeah, we 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 essentially I no interviews, I do so. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we, but I mean, essentially, we walked through your life okay. and kind of you know hit on, basically hit on a lot of personal stuff.
6: Yeah,
5: where. The, you don't. You don't. You're not afraid to do that. Yeah. But you typically don't do that.
6: Yeah.
5: And I, uh, I, I. That is why I attribute people caring about that episode because they were just like, "Oh, here's some nuggets that I have never heard about yeah. Tommy expressing himself." Um. Is that a f- like? I mean, I've always known you to be open and honest. Yeah. I mean, of course, like we related on f- a friend level first, and yeah. then you know everything else. But is that kind of your like? When people are sort of approaching you to like know you, you know, from a sort of fan to band interaction, Mm -hmm. um, is that kind of your, your, not your default that you're like, oh, I'm closed off and I'm, I'm kind of, kind of putting up a wall, but you know, how does that kind of like, how do those interactions, time and place?
6: Okay. I mean, I mean, it's kind of like my story, sure, like that. Like, you know, you can't, there's not going to be like, a lengthy chat about personal stuff when you meet someone ever in every situation, regardless if it's, you know, a fan or an artist or, you know, anything. But yeah, I mean, I think time and place is super important. I don't know. I I guess part of me is, is company. Like obviously I'm more comfortable talking to someone I've known for years and slept on their floor, you know, in the past and done stuff like that, you know? So, and in my mind, like Nobody's going to hear this.
5: Yeah, we're just Yeah, out. yeah. Right. you
6: know, so I don't, but, I, but I've always been very, I don't know, I'd like to think that I'm a very honest person and right. I don't have anything to hide. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to be a certain way at all. I'm right, i kind of who I am. So I guess it's never really bothered me. To answer questions, it's just if I'm asked it, I'm not going to just give information for the hell of it. Sure. To create like buzz or right? Here's you know, my ten minute or clickbait out, right. or you know, it's like yeah. if it, if someone who's interviewing me doesn't ask me questions to that you know, to, to, that. to oh yeah to open me up for anything, then I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. I generally don't like talking about myself. You know, even like on a you know just hanging out with people, I don't. I'm not one of those guys like hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm you know. Yeah. I don't even like to tell people I'm in a band, really. Right. Like, like if, if I'm in an Uber, I don't not want to tell you what I do for a living. That's the last thing I want to do. You right. You
5: know,
6: like yeah. So it's just time and place. Yeah.
5: Right. 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 Yeah. I just I, I like I said I found that interesting where it's like that's that was the sort of feedback I got overall I was just like oh like you, you know you like you got Tommy to open up and I was just like well like yeah. he just doesn't I mean if people are asking about like his music like of course he's going to talk about his music as opposed to like well. Propos of nothing yeah. I was raised in North Carolina you are you are you aware of that like yeah. <laughs> it's like, like you're gonna
6: come up to me at a coffee shop and be like yeah so let's get let's get real personal <laughs> it's <laughs> like what it? no yeah, so. a,
5: that's a, that's a weird vibe yeah. um and I got I guess kind of on top of that what do you know I'm sure I mean I'm sure over time you have been able to see how people kind of perceive you and you know once you get up a certain age you kind of become aware of like like I know generally speaking people are like oh yeah Ray like super nice guy like like that's my persona and I know and I, I, I know that is who I am how do people kind of I guess perceive you to be like you know I mean I have my own estimations that's tough. but like how, how is that uh, if that's ever been reflected back on you
6: um, Paul says I'm not fun anymore
5: okay um, have you ever been fun though <laughs> <laughs> well, you've always, you've always struck me as the guy where it's like this. I, I will give my own two cents. Okay. You've always struck me as the guy where it's just like you are, you are friendly, you yeah. are outgoing to a point. Yeah. Like you're like, I am not going to be the guy that. Time
6: and place. Yeah.
5: Right. <laughs> but you're not going to be the guy that walks in the room where it's just like, okay, you're Tommy sucking all the air out of the room. No. Like yeah. you'll see you people, people will see you arrive. Yeah. But they're not going to be like, oh,
6: I, th- I think I'm quiet, and I think I've gotten this most of my life. people think, like even Dusty, our guitarist when he first met me, he thought I was an asshole because, yeah, a, I have kind of a my my default face is kind of asshole looking like <laughs>
5: sure you're resting yeah, resting rest, face,
6: yeah, <laughs> so I'm quiet and I you know, and I'm kind of standoffish when I first meet people because I'm not one of those people that just gets in your face, I'm like, here I am, you mm-hmm. know, look at me, um. So I think a lot of people's first impression is that of me if if it's not a social situation where I'm actively talking or being part of it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you know, over the years, I've definitely, I think I'm more to myself now than I was, especially, I guess I'm speaking on the road. Yeah. On the road, I'm a lot more to myself than I used to be, mainly because that's my time. Like when I'm home, it's like,
2: you're you know,
6: there con- constantly, you know, with my son and my wife, and it's like I don't really have much time to just kind of sit there in silence. So when I get on the road, you know, I, I walk around by myself, I eat by myself. Like it's kind of like my moment. Your time. recharge time, yeah, yeah, recharge time. So I think some people see that and it's like uh, they think I don't, I don't like the band or stuff. It's like no, I'm just kind of doing my own thing. Sometimes. Right. Like you know, um, yeah. I don't know. It's tough. To, it's tough to. That's a tough question because. Well, I want to be as honest as I possibly can because, I mean, I hate to go back to the time and place thing, but I think I'm very friendly when, when the time is right. But at the same time, I think my social anxieties kind of take over sometimes, and I, I do get standoffish, especially with a lot of fans. Um, I just kind of lock up, and I don't know how to act, and it, it just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, to be completely honest, to like, Get bombarded, or like just to be talked to like I'm not just some normal ass dude mm-hmm. makes me feel uncomfortable, right? You know, and obviously it's part of the territory, and you know I should never complain about that, but to if, for me to be completely honest, to be like in some instances, that's why I seem like I'm kind of like standoffish or I, I run away from up from those situations because mm-hmm. I because I am known to. I'm not out and about trying to, you know, hanging out by the meet. merch. Yeah, right? yeah, that's well, that's just not how I am, and and like, I don't know. I mean, I like beat myself up about it, and I know sometimes it bums the dudes out in the band that I'm not a little more outgoing in that way. But I just, as I've gotten older, I'm like, I'm like that's kind of just how I am when it yeah. comes to that, and it is what it is. Yeah. And if people want to judge me a certain way, that's that's a that's fine. Like, right. I, you know. Yeah, Even you can't, you right, you yeah, like, I, I can't, you can't concern me. yourself yeah. with that.
5: Yeah, I mean, honestly, and this the, to this point, too, the idea of, I mean, because you, you guys do obviously some of those, you know, VIP packages and yeah. stuff like that, but you know, sometimes, yeah, right. But when you say VIP packages, it's like it's, it's merch and stuff like that, yeah, rather
6: than like, oh, like yeah, hang out with the band before. we've done stuff like that. Yeah, see, that I, I think it's because from where we're from, you know, the heart, it's weird to be like, pay to meet me. Right. That's weird to me, right? But, you know, but we've tried to in the past, like incorporate other bands, like you know, one time I toured Devin Townsend, we did like a full tour Q and A thing, like where it was like, oh, it's kind of a cool way for fans to get some, you know, questions, yeah, some questions, yeah, yeah, ask yeah, questions yeah. where there is a time and place. It's not this weird awkward moment, like totally. oh, I knew Ben and Greg Van Dillinger. you know, <laughs> it's like yeah, you can yeah. actually
0: talk to these people. So it's like, I think that's cool, but. I, I,
2: your perfect home, sweet home.
6: We, as a band, we don't want that to be like an every tour thing. Like we don't yeah. want it, people to expect that from us, um, right? Because that's what happens is you do it every single tour, and then it's not special anymore. No, you know. And I think everything's like that now. It's like if you do the exact same thing every time, then it's always expected of you,
5: right? And yeah, and, ha- and you definitely have to. Um balance it out where it's like you have to make yourself scarce in certain instances but at the same time then you obviously also have to balance out the fact that like well touring is obviously where we make all of our income like you have to make sure that it's special but then there is a uh, component of like oh yeah we haven't been here in like 18 months
3: or something or whatever but yeah Uh, in a world where everyone is confined to their homes society begins its largest bin watch to date
4: Join us for fake doctors, real friends on the iHeartRadio Radio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so when you do your uh, solo projects,
5: because obviously uh-huh. outside of the context of between the Buried and me, like you know you're prolific, like you've done a lot of stuff yeah. outside of the band, um, and most people. Uh, you know expect some version of you when you're doing i mean they are getting a version of you but yeah. most people expect to see some seedlings of what you do in between the Yeah. Feet. but you've always not like you've incorporated bits and pieces of it yeah
6: i think you can hear like you. Can hear of you. That. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah yeah
5: but the um i guess the 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 inspiration of being creative outside of the context of your band is just the simple expression of like i still need to create i yeah. still need to because because these musical expressions do cannot exist in between the barrier to me, so this is how I have to get it out.
6: Kind of, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, most of it is like a way for me to be creative on the road during the day to day. Sure. Rather than you know watching Netflix or whatever, yeah, yeah. it's like trying to write. You know, there obviously there's days that, that just doesn't work out, but I, I just try to. I've gotten in that routine ever since Max was born. You know, when I get on the road is, you know, that's my free time. Freaking get get some shit done. Yeah. So, so I would always write. You know, try to write every day. Um, if it's if it feels good and, yeah, I still do it. You mm-hmm. know, I try to. There's tours. I mean, there was not this last tour, but one before. I, I didn't write at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think the key for me is just finding when it feels good and when it feels forced, and, and going from there. But yeah, I mean. There's so much stuff that pours out into that material that's so different from one another, and I'm sure a lot of people it feels kind of disjointed because it is, especially my last record. It's just a lot, of, a lot of different ideas and songs, and
5: yeah, you were trying the, a bunch of stuff the, out.
6: Yeah, I mean it's just, but for me when I hear it, it doesn't sound that way. It's no, it seems very normal. Mm-hmm. But I get it, and but it, I mean it is just stuff that I need to get out that. Not that it doesn't work for Between the Bear to Me. It just doesn't. I don't, I don't see it working. I mean, sometimes I'm sure things could have been something. But other times stuff comes out of stuff that didn't work with Between the Bear to Me. Like that was actually, you know, we, we tried to incorporate. Right, it but it didn't just work. didn't fit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still just like even as quote unquote like progressive and uh like, forward moving between the Bear to me is the solo stuff is really the sky's the limit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's super liberating. Sure. Like, I can.
5: You I can, can paint, paint with any that. brush you want. Literally,
6: you would do anything. And <laughs> yeah. Like,
5: and it's funny because like you said, three
6: people at least like it. So. <laughs> <Right>.
5: Well, <laughs> but, it's funny because then people would look at it between the barrier to me. They're just like, oh yeah, dude. It's like, obviously you can do anything you want in that band. Yeah. It's just like, well, like, well, yeah, there's a little If limit. we did
6: this, a lot of people would not be stoked. Yeah. yeah. This would, yeah. This so is, there, there's always that. I mean, as, as a, as a musician, you always try to never be like, what are the fans like? But you know, you don't want to alienate too much. It's like, I mean, right.
5: Or if it's just like your individual expression without hearing anybody else's voice.
6: Yeah, like, it's it's. I mean, it's it's not. I think anybody that's ever done a, a, an actual solo record, it's just yeah. Once you get past like the the vulnerability stage, mm-hmm. it's just it's such a breath of fresh air because there's no pressure really. Sure. Like if people don't like it, I'm like, yeah, all right, yeah, that's cool. Who cares? Like, yeah, it was fine. fun. You know, I loved the writing and the recording of it. And um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's like therapy for me in a way. I sure. Guess.
5: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It makes sense. With your relationship with, with tour now, like you said, I mean, obviously it's evolved over time to yeah. where it's like now you, you, in many different respects, you can use this as obviously your free time, whereas yeah. like people that, you know, don't have obligations at home are just mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, what, like, what are you talking about free time? It's like, yeah. So has your relationship with tour evolved to where it's like I'm sure you you obviously know you have to do it and it sucks to leave your wife and child, Um, but how like I guess do you still like do you enjoy aspects of it still I'm sure to a certain extent, but like how how does your relationship with tour kind of
6: interact now? Um, The day to day is still tough for me. Yeah. Um, And let the only it's weird when I when I feel very creative and I'm writing a lot. It, it tends to feel better for me. Okay. It, I think for me, like the show aside, at the end of the day when I get when I get in bed is like I either feel like a day was like a total waste or Yeah. Or you know, I got a lot done and it felt really good. Um like I said, the show aside. Sure. Um so yeah, I that's definitely changed over the years. Um I mean there it's just one of those things there's there's people where when you're home That's your free time, and you're aching to get on the road to you know be with your friends and explore the world and travel. Where me, it's like I love my friends, I love being with them every day, but there's there needs to be like some productivity on my end and some some silence and you know relaxation and stuff. So,
5: and do do you find yourself? Do
6: you go out of your way to like? see stuff,
5: you know, cause it's,
6: it- um, I like, yeah, I mean, as far as like, I, I like to walk and, mm-hmm. you know, listen to music, which is dangerous a lot of times, right. you know, <laughs> yeah, for yeah, years yeah. I was wearing in-ears and walking around and I felt, you know, you shut up. I, yeah, I felt like I was in a movie. It was this beautiful thing till one day in Salt Lake City, uh, a fan came up and just grabbed me on the shoulder. Like it was kind of in a, a street where there was nothing around, like literally nothing. It was kind of run down and. This dude grabbed me, um, basically just, I guess he was been talking to me, you know, or coming towards me, and but I thought I thought it was somebody jumping me or something. So from then on, I'm like, okay, maybe... I can't shut up that much. Yeah, I was like, I need to at least put like <laughs> shitty Apple headphones in or yeah, something so I can yeah. hear like what's going on. Right. Because my, my, my wife always gave me shit anyway. She's like, it's just dangerous that you're cutting yourself off like that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's whatever. I feel dude. like I'm in a movie, and <laughs> <laughs> I love but, that. But bro. yeah, yeah, that scared shit out of me. I'm like, what are you doing? What's yeah. I'm like, man, what's up? Yeah. Oh, geez, I'm just I was in my own yeah. world. Nice to meet you. So yeah, his viewpoint of like how I am maybe like I'm a spaz and totally. I, I want to fight the fans. Right. Yeah. you're, so, like, yeah. <laughs> you're like I
5: was just I was busy it's listening scared to music scared shit. I I can imagine. Yeah.
6: But yeah, but I mean, on stage, it's weird how that's changed for me. You know. In the earlier days if the show was crazy if you know the crowd was amazing that was all i cared about yeah you know, the energy I, I like you know i used to live for that and now it's weird like what determines my good and bad show is more internal and like i'm very i beat myself up a lot and i think it's because of where our music has evolved to and like where my vocals have evolved to and like if i have a good night I enjoyed the show, but if I, it could be the best show ever, like on mm-hmm. from an outside perspective. But if I felt horrible or something, I, it's horrible yeah, for me. And, it's I, a write and off. I, you know, I totally like shut down and, yeah, yeah. It's it's not uh, it's not healthy. I know that.
5: Sure, but it's all. tough. Yeah, yeah it's, but it's I, tough it's to get outside. I
6: try to, I, I try to work on every tour.
5: So. But then also, but I mean, to your point too, you <laughs> are you are looking at what you can control, which is obviously your, I mean, to the best of your ability to yeah, performance. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you, you know, that's almost kind of like a, a zen-like state where you're just like, okay, well, I as long as I do the best. And of course I messed up these times and of course I'll yeah. beat myself up, but like I can't control how the crowd's gonna react to us. Yeah. I can't control how many people are gonna be here. Yeah. So I just need to focus on what I can't control.
6: True.
3: Yeah. That's, so that's I'm just trying to is. give you the positive hey, thing. Yeah.
6: yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and I think part of it too is that like you know we were talking about earlier, like the younger generations come up. It's like fuck these these younger dudes, everybody's like well trained and they're oh like, for sure. Phenomenal players and singers and and I'm like this dude that just kind of figured it out slowly as I was absolutely g- and, and you know you you tell yourself <laughs> you're like you're not shit you can't you know you can't sing like these guys but totally you're like but I have an okay career yeah you know these are the things that I battle with you know
5: and it's sure like, well it's I mean everybody feels imposter syndrome yeah. I don't care. What it is you're doing, or uh, if you are being—it doesn't even have to have anything to do with creativity, like in jobs or whatever. Whatever you're walking into, you're always just like, "What am I doing here?" Yeah, I don't. I I don't belong here. Yeah, like and so you there's no like when especially, I mean everybody compares themselves to other people, Mm -hmm. and so it's like you're looking, yeah, and
6: it's so unhealthy to do that. It is like I'm the most. I'm so aware of my my flaws when it comes to all that. Like I'm so aware of it, and I try to work on it, and you know. I've I've talked about it in podcasts before like I've worked with like the singer of Tesseract for instance like he's oh, a, sure. he's a very um like he he teaches people how to sing he's a, he's a phenomenal teacher so I I was having a really tough tour with them and I was like dude can can you like help me help me <laughs> yeah. like and and we sat together and and he's he like really helped me like a lot that's amazing yeah like thanks, Dan. So yeah, right, right. It was great. Yeah, I mean, because we just did this tour of Contortionists, and I mean, I, I felt the best. Like I had very few nights where I got on the bus and was like, I had those moments of I of failure, and like yeah, yeah, I ended yeah. to shut myself off. Like I felt pretty good every night. Yeah, which is that's awesome. It's good for my personal, you know, chi, and you know the people around me. I don't want people to feed off me being bummed about myself. You know, sure. So, yeah.
5: Gets you, it gets you in a good headspace. So oh, it's yeah. really cool. And, and you,
6: ha- and it taught me like how I, I should have done that fucking years ago. Yeah, you know, like I should have opened up about that. Like I think singers in general kind of don't ever talk about that stuff and keep it like in. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody. I mean, even the, I mean, the fact that me that you know Devin Townsend he's a dear friend of mine. He, he like. He talks shit about himself, and I'm like, "What? What are you talking yeah, about, like, dude, man? You're good. Like you're, yeah. yeah. Like I don't think I've ever heard you hit a bad note, which is <laughs> right. infuriating on my end. <laughs> like, God, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's in everyone, totally. Well, I always, make, I, I always make the joke where it's just like, you, you know, like
5: every band obviously always looks at like the band of the next level, but it's yeah. just like you know it, to where you can go up the ladder where you're just like, you know, Coldplay, Chris Martin. He's like, you know, having breakfast one morning, and he's just like. God damn it, I wish I could be you too. And you're just like, you're Coldplay, dude. Like,
6: And so it was like, but for sure. Or it's it's him being like, I I wish I could be some band that's not big. You know, it's like like, what we were talking about earlier. Like, I wish I could do what that guy's doing. Right. Yeah. What what, um, 21 pilots, they seem to be doing well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm (laughs) sure those are the things. Right. These guys are, these guys are trying
5: to, not like saying that, you know, Chris Martin is some egotistical maniac, but he's just like, you know, these guys are coming trying to eat Coldplay's
6: lunch. And it's just like, what? (laughs) and it's weird for me. Like I I never have moments where I'm comparing myself to others. Like, I'm not like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I wish I could sing like this guy. I wish I could sing like that guy. It's. I guess it's the public's perception. It's like I want to get up there, and the I want everyone to be like, "Man, he did a great job." Yeah, totally. Which is it's lame to think that way, but it's totally validation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's
5: it's just the it's the simple uh, recognition, like the pat in the back, whatever we want to call it. Like, yeah, I don't care, introvert, extrovert, whoever you are, like everyone desires that.
6: And I think what. Like the moment, cause I try to think about like when that, cause it hasn't always been that way. Yeah. Like, I mean, even back when I, I consider myself to be like a terrible singer, mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel that way. I was just like, yeah, it was great. You know, like <laughs> <Yes>. oblivious. <laughs> totally. But I think a lot of it was my first, uh, Giles record. My solo, I think that was sure. the moment that I was kind of, I don't want to say I'm like, I was like a cocky dude, but I, you know, everything up to that point, it's like people... I mean, there wasn't really... The internet wasn't crazy yet. Totally. So all I had were people around me. So Feedback like loop. Yeah, 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 everybody's like, yeah. oh, yeah, everything you do is cool. Like, you're in this cool new band. You know, I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to do this fucking weird electronic record that's like stupid and everybody's going to love it. Yep. And it came out and it was like, this sucks, this sucks, this su-, Like, across the board, right? Sure. And so I instantly was just I it was horrible for me. Like yeah. I was like, oh my God, I've never had to like endure such criticism. But it, but now when I look back, that was such an important part of like my career was writing that terrible record, which I understand sure. it was. But I learned like how to deal with criticism so much because it was all at once. Yeah. And and just
5: like And you were the focal point. Like there was nothing yeah, exactly. else. Like it was you and you alone you had to. And when you I had look to reckon back, with I'm that.
6: like, "How did I think that was going to work out? Like, I was in like a grindcore weird, like, yeah, whatever band. Sure, between the bear and me then, yep. and, and it's like a <laughs> you're right weird electro
2: electric- clash, electro- like, yeah, what? yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. And I and in my mind, I'm like, yeah, yeah, dude, be, of course, blow of course up, you'll like, <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh, yeah, so, like, of course you'll like it, yeah, uh, this thing, yeah. So
6: that, I think that was when I was like, okay." You're not the hot shit, buddy. Yeah, let's, totally. You got. Let's, let's keep take it, this in perspective. Let's take it down a notch. Yeah, <laughs> let's take things one thing at a time. And yeah, and then it took me, you know, who knows how long till I, my first proper solo record in my mind. Um, yeah, and it, it it was hard for me to even attempt that again because of that. Sure. First go. Was,
5: yeah. So licking your wounds. Yeah, I was kind of scared. Yeah. I so. get that. The um, the last few things I want to hit on was the idea that, uh, you know, because. Of what you have been able to accomplish from a musical perspective, that so many people obviously focus on the fact they like, you know, the music, they like the technicality of it, they like, you know, how complex your song structures are and stuff like that, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You've always been, you know, lyrically, emotionally rooted in the expression of emotion. Yeah. And so many people, especially from a metal perspective, like they don't like that, those two worlds don't
3: yeah. mesh very
5: yeah, well. Yeah. And so, but you've always been a very you know emotional lyric writer and yeah. like what you're penning. So do do you feel like that still I guess gets kind of lost? I, I mean I'm speaking in generalities, but it gets like lost on most fans of Between the Barry and Me. Or do you feel like a a solid subset like are you know identifying the fact like oh yes there is emotion in this band.
6: Yes they shred and yes they do all this other stuff. Yeah so cool. I think th- I think there's like a. You know, a little corner that really dives into the lyrics, and you know, I'm, I'm lucky for that for sure. Yeah, um, because you get what you get. What I'm saying? Right? Yeah, right, I like know exactly what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think lyrics, you know, in metal, it's it's something that's always kind of been looked over and, and uh-huh. not really paid much attention to. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think just over the years, you know, how I've kind of constructed stories, and and I've and I've tried to somehow, once I started doing that, kind of create. You know emotion within those stories and things that people can kind of grasp on and yeah, you know help them in their their everyday thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think there's there's a lot of people that really care about that still, and um, I'm lucky that 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 wave is is it, it, there's kind of been I feel like metal now or just I, I don't even know I hate doing genres, but sure. I mean, just the world we're in, I think the lyrics are very important, and I think. You know, it's good to see that it's kind of gotten to that place. Oh, sure, absolutely. It's cool to see keyboards and heavy music and things that were all frowned upon back when we were doing it. You know, so it's it's definitely, um, you know, the fact that I can release an in-depth lyric book and people care about that. It's pretty phenomenal. For, yeah, for me, you know, like phenomenal. the fact that enough people care about that. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm very a lot of gratitude there. Yeah, um, that's amazing.
5: Uh the last thing I want to hit on was the idea that your child has seen you play many times now.
6: Yeah, he can't stand it. I was he's, gonna a, he's over it.
5: <laughs> well, I was going to say I was like how does he react to kind of like, you know?
6: No, he he's uh he's gone through different emotions. He's it's way too long. First of all, that's what he says. It, Got it. Yeah, the songs are way too long, which I'm sure other people agree. Right. Um but yeah, he he just I don't know. It's weird because he's been coming to shows since God, right after he was born. I mean, we, we have pictures of him, you know, when he was a little baby. Sure. Time. So, sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something he's kind of gr- grown up with, but um, I don't think in his mind it's like a cool thing. Okay. I don't think he's like, man, my dad's cool. He's in right, 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 right. I think it's, he likes, he loves the um, all the secondary stuff, like, the dressing room and the clubs before people are in he can run around and sure you know, just hang out and you know we have a phenomenal bunch of guys with us that you know help him show show how the lights are set up or how to how to you know plug in a cable and you know different things he, he gets all this cool experience kind of sure you know, sold merch before right
5: like, he's, he's, he's he's got like, a bunch of like aunts and uncles that are yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah, is yeah.
6: awesome and um we're very lucky that he he's with people that i don't have to worry about like uh, are they doing sketchy shit or is, like, someone getting drunk? You know, it's like yeah. I can let him go off and, you know, sell merch with our dude and, you know. It's he gets, totally cool. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really cool. So he he really loves all that stuff, like the bus. And, you know, I try to get him, like, Hot Wheels on the rider every time he's on tour. So he's That's like, so much but now he expects it. So he's like, <laughs> where's my car? You're like, <laughs> but, so, sorry. But it's like, dude, you have cool. too many cars. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> you're good. But the actual show, yeah, he he's like, two songs in yeah, either falls asleep yeah, but yeah. he just gets on his iPad and yeah plays Red Bull
2: Red
5: yeah. <laughs> Roblox <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well, that's that I just am always curious because it's like kids like because ostensibly <clears throat> the idea of playing in a band is is cool and obviously mm-hmm. the idea that you should not like what your you yeah. know parents do like just yeah. that juxtaposition but it's yep. like it's funny because still, like, he's just like, oh, okay, music's whatever, but yeah. it's like all this other stuff, like, that's kind of fun. Yeah. So it's cool that at least there's positive attached to it opposed to just like, oh, I just don't like my dad's band. It's yeah. fine.
6: Yeah, oh, he, he, he loves coming on tour.
3: That's cool. Yeah, and,
6: and I always wonder, like, because he's never really shown a lot of interest to play anything. Mm-hmm. Um, he's He likes music a lot. Like, he's kind of found his own stuff he likes, which I yeah. love um, that he's done that. But there still hasn't been, like, Dad I want to play guitar, dad I want to play drums and I don't want to force them. I don't want to be like
5: yeah, man, totally. I need
6: to do this or that. So, Find your own thing, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So but but I love having them on the road and, you know. That's cool. Met a lot of really cool people yeah. that I think when you get it's it's crazy some of the people he's met. I'm like dude you you were like 5 and you hung out with you know, these bands and Totally. It's cool to think about.
5: Yeah, and you're going to so. look back and be like, "Oh, it's meaningless right now, but like yeah,
6: in a couple of years you'll be like, "Oh, that's kind of cool."
5: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad we got to do this again. Tommy. Yeah,
6: me too, man. This Thank you. Enjoyable. Thanks Thank for you. having me.
5: That was great. I loved it. Tommy is just, uh, not only is he a good friend, but he is um, just, just just a great, insightful conversation. It's fun. It's invigorating. I uh, Yeah. And after we had our interview, we had coffee for another like, you know, 45 minutes, so Always fun times, and I appreciate you coming on, Tommy. That was uh, very enjoyable. And uh, next week, we've got Jimmy Chang, who played guitar in Catharsis for a little bit, played in Undying, currently plays in Sect. He is a lifer, as they call it. He is a, uh, you know, just a really cool dude. Only met him once, but, um, you know, felt like I have known him because I've consumed his music for such a long period of time. So, uh, we get into it and it was, uh, it was cool because, you know, he, um, has a lot of different experiences with a lot of different bands. And, uh, you know, he, I think in our discussion, we talk about the idea of, you know, like being a lifer where it's just like, oh yeah, like, you know, a job is a job or whatever, but you know, I'm just going to be focusing on my kind of creative output and whatever it takes for me to do that. I'm like, I'll do it and it's fine. Um, it was just a great discussion. So thank you very much for this week. Thank you very much to bridge nine for, uh, supporting the show. And, uh, of course I will talk to you next week. Like I always do be safe, everybody.
4: Hi there. I'm Zach Braff and I'm Donald Faison.
3: We're real life best friends, but we met playing fake life, best friends, Turk and JD
4: on the sitcom scrubs 20 years later, we've decided to rewatch the series one episode at a time